knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com So can you effectively hunt ducks without a dog? And if so, then how? On this episode, I'm going to talk about the relationship between dogs and waterfowl hunting in order to answer those questions and more. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today we're going to talk about dogs and waterfowl hunting. What you can do, what you should do, what's best to do, and what's straight up possible. But before that, I want to give special thanks to Tetra Hearing uh, and their support of the show. They do an amazing job. They have some great products, the best I've ever used. So really appreciate them. Now, when it comes to dog hunting, what is the truth? If you're like me, you've heard people talk about essentially, you know, or hunting ducks with a dog is the only way. There's no way to do it without a dog. It's just, it's part of the equation, like pheasant hunting, like squirrel hunting, like rabbit hunting. You got to have a dog. And that's just how it's done. That's how you should do it. So in addition to your waders and your gun and your decoys and all of that and your calls, and you also need to get a dog. Well... There's a couple different philosophies here, and of course, I'm going to give you mine. And my philosophy to that is is a pretty clear and straight up. Uh, You don't need a dog to hunt any of those things. You can successfully and effectively hunt every single one of those types of game, ducks especially, without a dog. Can be done. You can do it. I've done it. It works great. Um, But a dog does give you an advantage when it comes to waterfowl hunting. And of course, I'm going to share momentarily what you do if you don't have a dog. Now, what is the advantage that a dog gives you? Well, the number one advantage is a convenience advantage, okay? You shoot the ducks. You don't have to go out into the water to retrieve them. The duck goes out in the water, or the dog goes out in the water after the ducks, and you just sit in the blind, dry, comfy, and you don't have to do that extra work. So there's a convenience advantage. The second advantage of having a dog is that dog is faster than you, most likely. So the time it takes that dog to spring into action, get into the water, get that one or two or five ducks back to you is going to be significantly faster than you getting up and going into the water. So it saves you time on retrieval, which means if you've got more ducks coming in because 
Ducks are flying. They're in the air. Every minute that you're not set up or that you're exposed is a minute that you could miss the next flight of ducks. So what that dog does is that gets you less time exposed, less time where you less downtime where you can't be shooting ducks that may be flying by. So it gives you an advantage on speed. The third advantage that a dog gives you is uh, that of utility in deeper water. So if you've got chest waders, you can only go out in the water as deep as your chest, right? A dog, assuming they can swim, don't. If you if you have a dog that can't swim, don't take that dog duck hunting. Okay, that's just you're asking for problems. Or I guess if you put a life vest on him, then okay, whatever. But that dog could go out in the water that's 20 feet deep if it drops off quick. Retrieve those ducks and bring them back, assuming they're a good swimmer and they're up for the job. So you have some utility there. So you got increased convenience, increased speed, increased utility. That said, a dog doesn't do anything at all to help you actually kill the ducks. Okay, this is not like pheasant hunting where that dog is sniffing out the pheasants and then flushing them into the air so you can shoot at them. The dog does nothing to kill the birds in duck hunting. It doesn't matter how well trained your dog is. doesn't matter how good of a synergy you have with them. doesn't matter if you've got two dogs or a hundred dogs. The dog does nothing to help you kill the ducks. In fact, the dog is a liability in this equation because the ducks can see the dog. The dog can make noise. The dog can be extra movement. So that dog needs to be trained well, well hidden, and so on in order to not spook the ducks that you're trying to shoot. So the dog actually introduces liability of another person there who's not hunting that's got to be quiet and not move too much and do all those kind of things. So the, the, it, it, the dog actually, if anything, it makes it more difficult to shoot the ducks. Now, a well-trained dog with a little dog blind or some kind of a hide set up for him, it's minimal liability, okay? You, you just learn to minimize that. It's not a big deal. I may, I may be over-exaggerating here, but at the bottom line is the dog can do nothing to help, but it could do things to hurt. So, you know, when it comes to hunting ducks, you, you can kill them just as easily without the dog, if not easier. But then how do you get the ducks back? That's where the dog comes in. And like I mentioned, in terms of speed, it could be that the dog is able to bring the ducks back, saving time, allowing you to set up for the next flight of ducks that are coming in. So it could, in theory, the dog could help you um, be set up to shoot more ducks. But those ducks are coming in and you're ready. The dog does nothing. Unlike pheasant hunting, unlike rabbit hunting, unlike any other kind of hunting where the dog is sniffing out the animals and then trying to lead you to them or flush them or whatever the case may be, raccoon hunting, whatever it is. You know, in those kinds of hunting, killing the game really depends a lot on the dog. Of course, you can hunt every one of those things effectively without a dog. But the dog does make it easier to kill pheasants, to kill rabbits, to kill raccoons, and, and a number of other things. But it doesn't make it easier to kill the ducks. So how do you hunt ducks without a dog? What's the best way to do that? Well, the easiest way to hunt ducks without a dog 
is just don't set up in water that's too deep. If you only set up in water that's chest or that's waist high and you've got chest waders, you can retrieve those birds all day every day. You never need a dog. You don't you don't need to bring them out. You don't need to buy one, train them, feed them, all the things that go along with it or or bug your friend that has one. You can hunt just fine without a dog. Most of the times I've gone duck hunting has been without a dog. Um, very rarely have, have I been able to go with someone who has a dog, let alone one, you know, especially one that's trained well enough for the job. But most of the time I've gone duck hunting, it's been without a dog. So you want to set up in shallow water if you can. That's the number one way to hunt ducks without a dog. And then you just pop up, go get your ducks. Now, if you shoot so many ducks or you shoot the ducks so often that you taking a little more time walking out there and picking up those ducks and bringing them back is, uh, you know, that that's measurable. That's something that's actually costing you more ducks. You know what? You're already having a great day, okay? You're already having a great day. If you're shooting that many ducks or you're shooting ducks that often, you miss a flight of ducks coming through. You know what? You're already doing great. I don't think it's going to matter that much. You know, that's just part of the game. Uh, oh, there is one other advantage I neglected with the dog. One other advantage. There's four advantages. I only gave you three. Number four is if you have cripples. Now, this, in my opinion, is the biggest advantage of the dog. And, uh, of course, it's the one I forgot, right? It's the biggest advantage is if you cripple a bird, the chances of you chasing that bird down on foot are much lower than the chances of that dog chasing the bird down. So, you know, that is an advantage that you have there. Crippled bird, dog is much more likely to retrieve than you trying to walk after this bird in the marsh with a shotgun in your hand in the water, which I hate to do. I hate to walk into the water with my waders on carrying a shotgun because I just don't like that scenario. So the dog does give you that additional benefit. Now, of course, there's ways to overcome that, and I'll get to that momentarily. So you want if you're going to hunt ducks without a dog, you want to hunt in water that's not too deep. If the water is deep, if it's deeper than you can wade out in to retrieve the ducks, you've got to have a backup plan. You need to have a deep water plan, or you just shouldn't hunt that water. Now, people have, uh, you know, used fishing line or fishing rods with a... Uh, a bobber and a, a hook or two or some sort of contraption that they fashioned at the end to cast out there and, and basically try to hook the duck and bring it back. Does that work? You know what? I would not rely on that. I, I have carried a fishing pole into the woods to go duck hunting. And I'm going to tell you guys, I, I would rather try anything else than that. Um, I just, that would be the last, last ditch, last case, plan F, you know, that I would not rely on that as your backup plan. That's, that, it just doesn't work as well or as often as, you know, you might think or people on Facebook say it does. I would not rely on that. You need something better. So typical backup plan, water's too deep. You need a boat. Now, uh, it doesn't mean you need to buy, 
you know, a, a bass boat, you could have a kayak. You know, I was at Sam's Club a couple weeks ago. They had kayaks for 60, 70 bucks. Now, they were small. They were a horrible bright color. They would not hold a lot of weight. They sucked. But all you need it for is to paddle out a few extra yards, pick up a duck that weighs two pounds, and paddle back. Okay, so that could be an option. Now, it depends on how far you are to wherever you're hunting. Do you want to, do you want to or are you even able to lug a kayak out there? Now, of course, if you're hunting from a boat or with a boat or using a boat to get where you're going, well, then that's obvious you use the boat, right? You we're not even having this conversation if you've got a boat with you. But if you're hunting in deeper water, a kayak, a small kayak, I mean, there was like an eight foot kayak or something, you know, but that'll work. That's all you need. It's small. It's lightweight. Throw it on the roof of your car or in the back of an SUV or a pickup truck. And that is all you need. Light, cheap. Now, of course, it's that horrible, it was a horrible, bright neon red color. Well, you just paint it black. Get some black spray paint. Give it two coats. That'll be good enough. That'll be good enough most of the time. Now, if you can't get a kayak back there, there are other options. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You could get an inflatable boat. Now you're thinking, what? A raft? Like a, like a pool, like a, like a pool float. No, I mean an inflatable boat. So if you jump on Amazon or any other number of places, there are companies that make real heavy duty inflatable boats for fishing, recreation. They make two man boats, three man boats, five man boats, six man boats. They make boats that will hold 2000 pounds. Okay. Uh, it's unbelievable. But I would tell you to get the smallest one you can find. So there's usually an option out there between $50 and $70 that's the, quote, two-man boat that'll hold something like six or 700 pounds that weighs 15 pounds, fits into a small cardboard box. You can use a battery-powered inflator, and you can just throw that in your jet sled or, or your pack or whatever, drag that out, and if you do come into a scenario where you have a duck that is too deep, then you just pull that out. You inflate that boat in two minutes. It comes with paddles that break down. You just put the paddles together. Boom, launch out there with a life jacket on, of course. Grab that duck and come back. Stash the boat in case you shoot another one that day. If you don't, then you just use the, the, the same pump you inflated to deflate it. Put it back in the box, throw it in the sled, and away you go. 
So that is an option if you're just, a kayak is too heavy and too big. You can get an inflatable boat made out of, you know, whatever materials. I've seen people with the two-man inflatable boats, okay? These boats, now here's how you know it's serious. They come with motor mounts, okay? They come with um, the equipment on the back to attach a motor mount to, and they sell motors for these inflatable boats. Okay, you don't buy the motor. That's going to weigh more than the whole boat does. You're going to get yourself into just a whole different scenario. But I've seen people, all right, and like they're usually like three cell boats, okay? Like there's three different areas that you can fill up with air. And if one pops, then, you know, you're still seaworthy. But they'll take these boats, they'll put a wooden floor in them, okay? So you could stand up in them and fish. They'll put the motor on the back. They'll add all kinds of stuff and rigging to it. And they'll use that as their fishing boat. Because if they don't have a truck or whatever, they can just put that in the back of their car, assemble it when they get there. Boom. So, you know, they can be pretty durable. And if you do pop one of them, you can patch it. But again, you're only going to use this to go out and back for two minutes to retrieve a duck in deep water. You're like, what if the duck sinks? You know, a duck will float around an hour. You know, there's a lot of different factors there. Could be less, could be more. But you have more than three minutes. You know, I've shot ducks and said, wait, hold on. We're not going to get those right now because I think more are coming through. We're just going to wait a little while. And then it's not that the duck started sinking, but the current started dragging it out. So I was like, ah, you know what, let's go get it. So, you know, you don't need to just automatically jump on it although usually that's the best thing to do but you have time you have minutes you have maybe up to an hour so all you got to do is inflate that boat go out there get it bring it back and then you can deflate it when you're done for the day so that's another option um now i've mentioned about the cripples so dog does a better job than a person at retrieving cripples the better option is not to have cripples you're like, well, yeah, okay, of course. That's easy to say, George, right. Well, what you do, one, you try to take more responsible shots. If you don't have a dog, if you don't have a way to, to retrieve cripples, you try to not shoot birds that are too far. You try to, to use shot that is more than ample for the job. So you, you don't want to use number six shot taking, you know, 40 and 50 yard shots. That's... You're just not going to have enough power at that range to, to kill birds on contact. Uh, or you use better shot. Instead of using steel, maybe you're going to use bismuth. Uh, if you have money just pouring out of your eyeballs, maybe you want to use tungsten or a tungsten steel blend. As I mentioned in previous episode about uh, shotguns and shot and ammo, the shells that you use for waterfowl hunting, which I went on in exceptional detail, the tungsten category, the shells range anywhere from like 250 a shell up to $10. And they all say tungsten, heavy shot, whatever. Well, the difference in price is it's a blend. At $10 a shot, it's straight tungsten. Those are basically turkey loads. At $2 or $3 a shot, the steel with some tungsten mixed in to give it more density to get closer to lead. So depending on where you are on that spectrum, both of price and composition, you know, you don't need the $10 per, 
per round shells that are straight tungsten at you know 18 gram density you could certainly do with a cheaper one or you could use bismuth which is i think the most economical uh better than steel choice but you know that's that's a different I did a whole episode on that. Go back, look at that episode. But the point is, if you use better shot and a tighter choke, you have what they call clean hit, clean or clean kill, clean miss. So instead of using a modified choke or an improved cylinder choke, maybe you want to use a full choke. And you want to have a more concentrated pattern with more density with shot that's heavier than steel. Again, with steel, I don't, I just don't think it matters. Um, but if you're using bismuth or using something better than uh, heavier than bismuth, then you use a full choke, and essentially you have a tighter pattern, but it's a denser pattern. So if that pattern hits the bird, it's a guaranteed kill most of the time. If you miss, you miss the bird. There's no cripple. So clean kill, clean miss. That is a methodology that you know you if you're hunting in water that's too deep, you don't have a dog you know, you're not going to be able to retrieve a crippled bird, then you're better off taking that strategy, clean kill, clean miss, use a tighter pattern, only take closer shots, use better shot, heavier than than steel. And that way you're able to down birds consistently, reliably with less cripples. Uh, And even, you know, guys, if you're hunting with a dog, cripples are terrible. You do not want to cripple birds. Because even with a dog, you can't always retrieve a cripple. And then you have got a bird that's suffering, even if it's just a short time. You know, I've shot birds that just flew away. Like, how do you know you shot them? Because there's just a sea of feathers on top of the water once they're gone and there are no dead birds. Well, that bird is probably going to die in a matter of hours or days. And he's not going to be retrieved. You're not going to find him. That bird's going to suffer. It's terrible. So you really want to be cautious about, okay, how far are you shooting? What are you shooting with? What's your pattern like? You know, what's your ability level to take certain shots? You want to be honest, practice, assess yourself because, you know, you just don't want to cripple birds. Clean kill, clean miss is a much better strategy. So uh, that's pretty much, those are the major tactics and strategies to hunt ducks without a dog. And it's not hard to do. Like I said, most of the hunts I've done for ducks are without a dog. The dog does nothing to help you kill the ducks. It just helps you retrieve them. Uh, but you're, there are workarounds for that. And of course, you know, there are some other options. They make what you call a belly boat, which is basically an inner tube with the front cut out. So you could sort of sit in it. It's like an inner tube with a seat. And then you put flippers on. And you can sort of paddle out there on foot power. People use those for fishing, but it's really more of a warm water thing. It's not something I I love the idea of when it's, you know, 35 degrees out. I don't want to have my body in the water. Um, And even though I'm wearing waders, I just don't love that idea. And you're on a boat, you're sitting down, and you're like, well, yeah, you don't want to get water in your waders and drown. Now, I'm not worried about drowning. I'm worried about freezing. If I get water in my waders and I freeze, I get pneumonia the next week. You know, to me, that's the bigger risk. You really don't drown with waders on anymore. In fact, if anything, the waders give you an advantage over someone not wearing waders who falls into the water. But that's another story. That's going to be a video 
that you guys can find on the YouTube channel. And make sure you check out the YouTube channel, uh, New Hunter's Guide. Like I said, I'm going to be shooting that video hopefully here this summer. Now, by the time this episode airs, it may already have been shot. So check out the New Hunter's Guide YouTube channel. I'm trying more and more to do things there in video that are hard or impossible to do in audio. So that's another resource there. Check out the website, newhuntersguide.com for the show notes. Um, And every kind of hunting, guys, that's there, waterfowl hunting, turkey hunting, deer hunting, everything else, you can go to the categories. And each category is sorted with every episode broken down by type, organized, easy to find. So whatever topic you're looking for, everything has been arranged in a way that you can sift through it and, and find the episodes and the subjects that you're interested in. And as always, please make sure you head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with a comment. That's probably the number one way to help get this podcast out to more people is five-star reviews and comments on Amazon or on iTunes because that affects the algorithm in Apple Podcasts and helps us reach more people. So I appreciate you guys. God bless you. Until next time, go get them in the woods. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. (laughs) Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water. Every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. (laughs) The destination for outdoor entertainment. You go out there and the fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.